This is the Catalyst Podcast, episode one. How rational optimism can help you through the COVID pandemic. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome to the Catalyst Podcast, Food for the Journey. Episode one, the very first episode, we made it. Uh, so how is this going to help you today? How is listening to this podcast going to hopefully help you in your life? Well, hopefully you're going to get some new information from this episode. You're going to sit there and you think, you know what? I didn't know that before. That's really helpful. Then hopefully you're also going to get some thinking tools. We'd love to help people to think in different ways and to offer solutions and options and ways of thinking. And also some practical strategies. It's a very practical thing we're going to look at today in a way of how you can think about situations and then go and make it real. So it's some time for you. (laughs) Has it been a while since you've had some of that? You know, some time for you to self-reflect on your life. How's it going? And to work on yourself, you know, not in a too heavy a way, but to have some time, some information, some thinking to go, yeah, how's it going? You know, it's like I often say to people at the side of the road, just take the backpack off, you know, and just sit down for a second at the side of the road. Have a look where you've come from. Have a look where you go and just... And just take a minute, you know. So a large part of our work and my work is to help people to see a vision, to see that vision and know where they're going. And then to actually have the how to take it forward and make it real. So today I'm going to try and hopefully give you a bit of both, really. It's about seeing things in a positive way going forward. But really, it's the how that we're going to focus on through this thing called rational optimism. So let's get straight into what I consider traditional problems with optimism. And pessimism. So optimism, I'm sure you know these people that are optimistic and they say everything's fine, everything's going to work out well, don't you worry about it, things are going to be brilliant. And that can be really helpful or it can be very annoying depending on the person you're talking to and depending on the context. And traditional pessimism, pessimists are the opposite. They say, well, you know, it's probably not going to work. These are all the reasons that's going to get worse. And again, depending on the people and the situation, that might be, you know, very useful or it can be a real mood hoop, a real sucker of energy and time. And you think, please stay away from me. I don't need that. And I work with a lot of different people. And what I find is, especially at the moment, these traditional approaches are not necessarily working for people. They're working up to a point. But if you're a traditional optimist, you're saying, yeah, things are just great. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fantastic. But people are you know, dying and it's really happening. You know, and then I say to them, well, how do you feel about that? What's the optimistic you know, response to that? And they struggle, which is fair enough. But then equally, when I speak to pessimists and they say, wow, things are terrible. They're just going to get worse. I said, but, you know, we do have vaccines for this virus that's been created pretty quickly. And so there must be a way forward, surely. And they kind of get stumped with that. And I often say to people that, you know, things aren't just one or the other. They, they can be both. And this rational optimism is such a useful kind of strategy, a thinking strategy, a way to think to then find a positive way forward. If I could reframe it, I'd call it pragmatic positivity, you know, that kind of like, what are we going to do about it thing? So where does it come from? Well, the first time I ever heard about it really was a few years ago. I love to read. You you might like to read, listen to audiobooks and check out this book. It's called The Rational Optimist by Matt Ridley. So I read this book by Matt Ridley and I was floored by it. It was absolutely brilliant. And it was making the case for what rational optimism is and how it can help you. And it was brilliant because he charted the economy of the world going back 200 years. And I want to give you just some little things about spoiling the book that I got from it. One of the first was this. 
He said all the people who make all these predictions, the talking heads, the men and women on TV from sport to the economy to politics, and they say, ah, this is definitely going to happen. It's all going to go this way. Really interesting. He actually um, looked into it and they were wrong, like categorically wrong all of the time. People said, this is definitely going to happen next six months. He looked into the predictions. He followed it up and looked at the dates and, you know, what happened and they were wrong all of the time. He even went into the specifics of the language they use and he found that, you know, they use certain phrases when they weren't sure to make it sound like they were sure. So that was interesting. But most importantly, this idea of rational optimism was very powerful to me because I'd been, you know, traditionally more of an optimist and I'd use pessimism in certain situations to think critically, but I'd lean towards optimism. But like I said before, you know, what do you do if somebody's dying? It's pretty hard to be optimistic about that. Whereas rational optimism was very different. So I kind of took it as a way of thinking. And then I looked for examples. So I'm going to give you three questions or three kind of ways of thinking to start with that then prompt your brain to think of a rationally optimistic response. So rational optimism is all about starting rationally and saying, what are the facts? So if we take the current situation. There is a virus going around the world. There are people dying. There is There are various vaccines. There are various forms of lockdown and different kind of ways of living with restrictions, right? There's some fantastic things, some terrible things. They are the facts. Yeah, they are the absolute facts. And then we don't want to get too caught up in our feelings at this point. We just say rationally, what are the facts? And you start with the facts. But then the optimistic side is saying, okay, based on those facts that we're in agreement with, how can we find a way forward that's going to be a positive thing, going to be a good thing? And that is rational optimism in a nutshell. So it's not saying, you know, no bad things are happening or we're going to reframe the great, the bad things as good or we're going to reframe the bad things as bad or whatever. It's about saying, you know, start from the facts and look for a positive way forward. So I want to give you three questions. This is the first one. What do I have to do today? Or what do we have to do today? Now, this is a brilliant one I got from my years in teaching. There's a head teacher called Dominic, and he was brilliant. And he used to sit us all down and say, what have we got to do today? And people would start reeling off all sorts of things for next week and next month. And he said, no, 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 guys. I mean, today, what do we have to do today? Because that is very important. That person's off sick. That person needs cover for that class. We've got this situation. This is what needs doing today. It was very rational and it was very optimistic because he was always trying to make the day as good as possible. So listen to the wording, thinking about it. What do I have to do today? Because that's all we've got, right? We've got today, right now. What do you have to do now? Just listen to this podcast. Pretty, pretty easy, isn't it? So that's the first thing. What do I have to do today? The second one is this. How do I or how can I make the best of this? Again, just thinking about that little structure. It starts from whatever the thing is. Be rational. What's going on? But how can we make the best of it? So let's take a worst case scenario and we start with the death. Okay, the death has happened. So how do we make the best of it? Is it funeral arrangements? Is it making sure children look after because that person was the last parent? You know, is it changing jobs? Is it, What is it that we can do to make the best of what we've got? Because there is always a way forward. And that is what rational optimism is. It's starting from where you are and trying to make the best of going forward. And my favorite one, this is one, I think, I don't know if I came up with it, but I'm always thinking about it. It's this question. So what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And again, it's brilliant because you can use it for anything. Whatever's going on, this has happened. Okay, so, you know, connective thought. So, okay, what are you going to do about it? Or what can you do about it? It's a very good one. 
because it's very empowering, it's very open-ended, and it's focusing on the how, not what or kind of, you know, why, how. How are you going to solve this? How are you going to get forward? What are you going to do about it? And just asking those kind of open-ended, those three open-ended questions, your brain is an incredible thing. What it starts to do is it goes, well, I don't know, let's, let's start to think. And already it's come up with five ideas in like 20 seconds. It's incredible. Okay, so those are the three phrases that for me are examples of rational optimism that I use as often as I can and suggest that you could start using. What do I have to do today? You change the I for a we, you know, if you're working with a team, if you don't want to make it too personal. How can we or how can I make the best of this? And so what are you going to do about it? You know, very practical, very rational, very about going forward. There's not a lot of subjectivity in there. There's not a lot of you know, personal or emotional in there. I think it's absolutely a brilliant place to start. Um, and I just want to give a big thank you to uh, Paul Kopak, my good friend. So Paul is the chief videographer and filmmaker at Shooters Media, and he's done a great job with the production for this podcast. So thank you so much, Paul. It's been a pleasure picking your brains and learning from you. And, you know, you're absolutely fantastic at what you do. Check out Shooters Media. They're fantastic at what they do. So coming back to these questions, you've got those three questions now, right? So again, what are you going to do about it? Well, I suggest a three-step process that you can do. Now, depending on how you're listening to this right now, might it be possible if you're driving a car, if you're doing the shopping, if you're doing some cleaning, um, if you've got the children shouting in your ear, might not be possible. But I just want to give you the three steps. And obviously, you can listen back to it or maybe make a note of it and do it as a future exercise when you get a spare minute. So this is it, the first step. Think about an important area of your life. So it could be your health. Could be your relationships with your partner or at work. Could be your business. So that's the first thing. Just pick one. Often we get overwhelmed. We think about you know our lives. Just pick one area. Just so say for example, it's your health. Then I want you to think about one of the phrases that I gave you of the three. You know there'll be one of those that will mean that will resonate with you. You think I like that one the best. So fine, great. You don't need all three. Just pick the first one. So say it's. So what are you going to do about it? Okay. So you're thinking, yep, it's my health. Hmm, so what I'm going to do about it? And then again, the third stage is just a very simple one. It's application. So here's some different ways that you can use this phrase, use rational optimism to do something about it. So you can use that phrase as a mantra or repeated affirmation. You can just keep saying it to yourself throughout the day, you know, even just today, tomorrow, for a week. And it's incredible, again, how your brain works with this. You say, all right, my health, hmm, what am I going to do about it? You're not trying to look for solutions straight away. You're not trying to jump in there. You're not trying to make charts or take action or any of this just yet. So what am I going to do about it? And it's brilliant because, again, you get offered solutions. Your brain goes, could we do this? Well, not really. I don't want to do that right now. Okay. What about this? What about this? And I'd say just sit on it for a few days. And the slower parts of your brain, the deeper parts of your brain, start to come up with some really useful things. If you think, okay, no, I'd like to maybe do something with it. Great. You get a pen and paper or get a, uh, your phone or something written down and then go, OK, so what can I do about it? My health. Set a timer, 20 minutes and just write some ideas down, draw some diagrams, you know, make a little video, <laughs> record an audio, capture something. Just capture it in a way that suits you best. So if you are a very busy person at the moment, you think I'm on the go all the time, I haven't got time to sit down and do this, then fine. Use the first way I suggested, you know, you're driving the kids to school and you're just thinking, all right, yeah, I'm listening to what you're saying. <laughs> but as you're driving yourself back home, you're thinking, all right, what am I going to do about my health? You're out doing the gardening. Gardening's a great time. 
for you know just letting your mind wander could be on a commute you know could be waiting for somebody on a zoom call you know if they're a little bit late sometimes happens doesn't it you know just let this phrase penetrate your thinking kind of nourish some ideas really and just try it for a week a week's plenty of time because what people tend to do with this is they when they say it to me they say that sounds great but i can't do it for the rest of my life or i can't change the way i think it's not what i'm asking (laughs) just try it for a week try it for this week you know and there's no commitment in this there's no i must have an action or a, a definable result at the end of it it's more about just shifting a way of thinking and the reason that i suggest it's so useful is it's so practical it's so rational it's not deluded it's not saying everything's going to be great or everything's going to be terrible but it works from where you're at towards a positive solution and that to me is why rational optimism as a as a kind of a philosophy has the depth for the current situation that we're going through around the world at the moment. We can't have shallow thinking. It doesn't work. Some of the old ways of doing things, and they're not working right now. So we're, there's some incredible people doing new things and new ways of working, or reconnecting with older ones and applying them in new contexts. That's why I think the rational optimism approach is such a useful one for you right now. So give it a try. So what I found is that after that week, you know, if I suggest this to people, they say, well, I've, I've, I've just, I've had these ideas and I've managed to get these consistent ways of doing things. And usually I'm a bit all over the place. So that's just some things you can maybe have to look forward to, some goodies to look forward to. So I'd like to thank you for spending some time with me. You know, today you've given me some, what's that, some time of your life, really, which is such a precious resource. So thank you. It means a lot that you've chosen to spend some time with me today. And hopefully it's going to bring some benefits into your life and that it's been an enjoyable experience for you. So I'd like you to just remember two things on your journey as you pick your backpack up again and carry on down the road until we talk again. The first one's this, your best learning can happen outside of the classroom. And the second one is you are a very special person and someone right now loves you just the way you are. Okay, take care, speak soon.